Blog Talk Radio. tuned into another episode of Indie Fire right here with your girl, Nakia. And I know I see you looking at me sideways over there. You know what? I'm done. I'm not even talking about the intro music anymore. I'm done. I think I'm going to stick with Smooth Criminal and just keep it at that right there. It, it kind of gets me, you know, amped a little bit before the show. I know where that music came from, um, and um, I'm just I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm not talking about the intro music anymore. Um, I'm good. I'm going to keep my money in my pocket, all right? And I'm not going to say anything else about the intro music, okay? All right. Let's talk about Tuesday night. Tuesday we had on the show um, R&B and neo-soul artist uh, out of North Cali, yes, uh, Chanel Wilson, if you did not get an opportunity to listen to that episode, make sure that you uh, check it out on Spotify, iTunes, um, hell, where we at? TuneIn, um, Stitcher, Spreaker, you go through the list. Go go find it. Go listen to the episode um, and support this artist. Her EP um, project, three new tracks will be released in the September, um, so we want to make sure that we're supporting her. And uh, she mentioned that it's about not unconditional love, but what it takes to love somebody conditionally. I'm excited to hear this because we always talk about, you know, the capability of loving somebody unconditionally and what it takes to be able to do that. Y'all know me. I can't keep a nigga. So um, I want to know about the, the conditional love. I'm sorry. I already know about what it, the conditional love. But from somebody else's perspective, I want to hear it, you know, musically. I want to hear it because I think I've dealt with it long enough, um, conditional love and the different aspects of it. But I want to hear uh, from a musical point of view, especially from this artist um, and how she talks about how her, her music has grown and um, due to motherhood. So she's entwining, you know, or intertwining that in, in this EP. So I'm excited to hear this. So be looking out for that at the end of September. Uh, we don't have a title for the EP yet. That's on the hush, but we, we do know the last week in September it will be released. When you follow me on social media, uh, you'll be able to, um, I'll give you all the information. As I get the information, I'll be able to pass it all on to you all. All right? Super excited. Uh, what else has been going on since Tuesday? Uh, 
right, so so you know my daughter's at college, right? So every day I get an update, like some crazy stuff. And I'm not gonna talk about like the really crazy stuff because I, I don't wanna offend any um <clears throat> any any anyone who may have a particular race uh, uh I don't wanna I I don't wanna talk about that type of stuff, but I will say my daughter's out for toothbrush um this morning in the bathroom, all right? And uh, this is something she's never done. Never dropped a toothpaste at home. Never. All right, but she dropped a toothpaste in the bathroom this morning. And that was, like, my daughter's a drama queen, so you all know her. This was huge. She's waking me up this morning, 7 o'clock, like, Ma, I dropped my toothbrush in the bathroom. And even though they clean every day, the floor was, I know it was dirty. And I try to rinse it off really quickly. But, you know, like, certain people, they don't take showers. And they, oh, my gosh, she just went on and on and on. And I'm like, baby, calm down. Like, we can get you another toothbrush. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, no, but I need to, like, brush my teeth right now. And, oh, it it was, y'all, I'm trying to tell you, it was drama. Like, all day long, it's been drama about this toothbrush, right? And so, finally, at the end of the day, she's like, um, like, I'm just, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not going to make it here. Like, if you haven't been there, like, three, four, five days, right? School only been started, like, three days. She's not going to make it now because she's she can't walk to a Walmart like she ever walked to a Walmart. She can't walk to a Walmart. She's in, you know, no close proximity to anything that she could just walk to. Like, she's all fascinated with walking everywhere now, right? So I can't walk to the Walmart because it's, like, 10 minutes away. And, um, like, I, I don't know how to take, like, the bus. Well, I don't know the bus schedule. Now, you know, she knows public transportation, but she doesn't know the bus schedule yet for the campus, right? And so she's just going on and on and on. And I'm like, I'm in the meantime, I'm texting people like, yo, can you stop by and drop her off like a pack of toothbrushes, you know, because she's stressing. Um, Mom's got his cover. That's all I got to say. For you, for you new um, parents who are sending your kids to college for the first time, like this is not my first around, but for you sending your parents, I'm sorry, for you sending your students to college for the first time, make sure you got people on standby, like for the first month, because so much stuff is going to come up. Um, so make sure you got people on standby just to be able to help um, that student out <laughs> so that they're not so stressed out, all right? Do that for yourself. Do that for yourself, not just for the student, but do it for yourself. Um, and as always, make sure that you're keeping your students lifted up, you know, in prayer. They had the shooting um, at Clark University uh, this weekend, um, and I was telling a parent whose who's daughter is about to graduate from there, um, you know, my daughter on their campus, they had a robbery, three in, three in the morning, like doing ro- moving weekend, there was a robbery. Luckily, they caught the suspects, but these students were freshmen. I don't know why they was out at 3 a.m., but they was robbed at gunpoint. So you can you imagine, like, the traumatic experience right before school starts? Same thing happened with, you know, Clark Atlanta. Um, they were all, Spelman Morehouse, Clark Atlanta had a big, you know, like, back-to-school gathering, and you have this. You have freshmen, and then two of the um, survivors of the shooting were actually freshmen. So you have classes that were supposed to start on Monday, and they did, but you have two of your freshman class, you know, students who can't start because they're hospitalized over over what? So we need to remember to keep our students lifted in prayer. Um, it is from from the graduate students all the way down to the pre-K we need to keep them lifted in prayers each and every day. Um, keep them 
lifted in prayers. Um, as parents are traveling, you know, traveling to and from school, dropping their children off, you need to keep the parents in, in prayer as well. There was an incident, you know, last week where two parents got into it, like in the parking lot, you know what I'm saying, with guns that went inside the school. So uh, we need to just keep uh, keep these students and, and parents, uh, keep the nation, keep the nation in your prayer. Um, that's all I got to talk about. Uh, I'm going to keep you updated. I'm going to keep you updated, though, because college life is really going to be fun with my daughter this year. It's going to be lots of fun, lots of fun. So we're going to have lots of stories to talk about. And I'm going to actually have some parents on the show um, that are starting different uh, community outreach um, organizations um, within different states. They've been reaching out to me. So I'm going to have them on the show later on this year to discuss, you know, the different um, ideas and concepts that they've been coming up with. I'm excited um, to talk to them later on this year. Not quite as excited as I am to talk to my guests this evening. I'm always excited to talk to my guests. Um, But this one, um, you know, when you can get somebody that's on your level, like like they they do the same thing you do, you know, that's super exciting, you know, because I really want to pick her brain um, just um, to find out, you know, what it is. That that you know what? Let me shut up. Let me tell you all about my guests, and then we're gonna jump right in, and I'm gonna start picking that brain. All right? I'm talking about radio host, uh, motivational speaker, and writer uh, Rosalind L. She was born in the Bronx, New York, and she was the youngest of five, the only girl. Wow. Uh, she experienced a hard knock life, watching her mom holding it down for the family. Um, Her oldest sibling was shot by NYPD, and another was incarcerated. Her mom made sure that her youngest child was in church and governed with love. Later, Rosalind attended Dodge Vocational High School. During high school, she found a passion for writing and teaching. She later did video modeling. That was short-lived, she said. (laughs) But she learned the business and decided that she could use her pen and her knowledge for promoting to help others. She later started doing intern work while at an online radio station and later became their publicist. As she worked, she learned and was allowed to write blogs for the station. She also did pitches to other publicists and those in media about the radio station. Rosin L. later got her start with two hip-hop magazines and did press interviews for both of them. Although she was growing in her craft, she had hardships financially and personally. Having a failed marriage and almost losing her youngest child, she later found out her mother was dying of cancer. She continued to write and assist on radio jobs and remained a good writer on assignments. She managed to write and to balance her life all while dealing with depression. Today, she is a radio host on Words of Advice on two stations and a writer for a handful of online sites dealing with lifestyle and culture. Through her speaking and writing, Rosin L. helps those become better and accountable for their lives and their choices. You can listen to her every Saturday from 7 to 8 p.m. on johnjunetwork.com and on Fridays from 8 to 9 p.m. on WPIR 98.4 FM. All available on their websites, including Google Play and other major app providers. Any Fire listening audience, I present to you this evening my guest, writer, radio host, and motivational speaker, Rosalind L.
Peace and blessings. How are you? I am well. How are you? Oh, man, I just love the whole introduction. Thank you for the whole applause. Applause. You can hold them now. <laughs> boom. Boom. Like, I'm mastering this. I'm mastering this. Like, I'm ready to start being, like, a DJ and everything. And watch my flow later on. Watch me now. Watch me now. Yo, yeah, I, I it's actually, different. It's different being the one to have to jump on when I'm usually the one to doing like what you're doing on the flip side. So it's sweet. <laughs> it's sweet. I actually had not had the opportunity to read your bio in its entirety. I think I skimmed it maybe when I first saw the creation of the episode, but I had not read the bio in its entirety. Um. I want to I want to just jump right down to the bottom of the bio. Oh yeah. And talk about talk about balance um and how hard it is to balance and stay focused when you suffer with depression. Especially in this industry Where do I start? Um well, actually dealing with it as far as within the industry, you have, definitely have to have tough skin. You know, you definitely have to have tough skin because you have people who, you know, pretty much don't owe you anything. You know, um, everybody's just trying to achieve and everybody has their own common goal. And, you know, you're sensitive. You know, certain things affect you a great deal. And in this business, you have to learn it. And it's all about business, nothing personal. So a lot of times if you get too much in your feelings, um, you will be affected by it. And you have to have a balance where you don't keep the switch turned on all the time. You got to know when to turn certain things off. And um, dealing with the depression, um, you're trying to fight, you know, the battles within yourself. And then you're trying to deal with business at the same time and all these different personalities. So um, it's, it's a fight, but if you really want uh, to achieve greatness, if you really want to, you know, reach other people and, and let them see your creativity and not so much, you know, the pain and the frustrations and the things you go through with yourself internally, then you'll do it because you love it. You know, you will try to find a common ground. You will. You know, so it, it's hard, but if you really love what you do, you'll make it work. You will. With prayer, meditation, whatever, you will do what you need to do. I think it was important for me to ask that because somebody needed to hear that. Um, yeah. I always ask, you know, my guests about what piece of advice, you know, would you be able to offer somebody in the industry um, who, you know, would want to pursue maybe what it is that you're involved in. But that piece of advice right there was important because somebody needed to hear that. Um. And there's so many challenges I feel uh, that that are that artists face in this industry, that producers face in this industry. Um, your your people always post about not being in competition with anyone, um, but themselves, and and that right there can be a battle in itself. Um, if you're fighting uh, with yourself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, so mm-hmm. I feel like that that piece of advice that you just offer right there, somebody needed to hear that um i'm glad i was able to share it it's, it's, it's as real as it gets it's as real as it gets 
So, so your passion for writing began when you were in high school. Did you ever feel like um, now, looking back, that it would have taken you to the heights it has taken you now? Definitely not. No, definitely not. When I was just writing, you know, actually, I thought I was a rapper. I wanted to be Queen Latifah. You know, um, <laughs> I was writing for a different reason. <laughs> I was writing for a different reason. I was a young buck in the 80s coming up. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm the youngest. And uh, I had all boys. So I wasn't with the whole Barbie doll dream house. I was playing, right. you know, um, Atari 1600, you know, theirs, of course. Mm-hmm. But I was playing that. You know, I was watching them, you know, play their little skelzy games in the hallways and running around doing 80s stuff, not so much social media like it is now for these kids, but actually going outside, <laughs> right. you know, and right. um, writing was a, was a part of me escaping from my environment. You know, I would go in my room and I would just draw. I couldn't really draw. You know, I would, you know, uh, just imagine myself somewhere and I would write. And I, I, it stayed with me as I got older. It just stayed with me. And that was my way of escaping. And it still is. It was my outlet. It was my outlet, and it helped me during grieving times. It helped me during breakups, frustrations, even to this day. And when I was in high school, that was, you know, my 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 therapy. You know, you know, in the black community, so to speak. You know, we we are so cautious how we say mental illness, or we're so careful that we talk about. You know, we have to just have tough skin all the time and not let, let everything bother us. We, we always pretend, you know what I'm saying? We're always pretending that mm-hmm. nothing bothers us. When mm-hmm. deep down, we're hurting, you know, we're frustrated. Mm-hmm. And my mom told me when I was young, she was like, don't take out your frustration all the time on people. Sometimes you can't help it. You know, it is what is a human, but find something to do with your energy. Find something that, you know, you can do. And my brothers, you know, even though, you know, one of them, you know, got into some trouble or whatever, he used to box. He would box or he would go outside and jog. So everybody had their own outlet. Mine was writing, and I was doing it ever since. What was then early experience um, where you learned that language had power? Ooh. Language for me, I learned had power when I speeded up, when I had to write my mother's obituary. That was it. Yeah. That was it for me. Well, all these years I was always writing, writing, you know, writing pictures and writing, yeah, come see this show, come see this. And everybody's giving me credit, like, oh, the way you worded that flyer, the way you, you know, sounds good, you know, appreciate that. But when it hits home for you, you got to tell somebody's story that you love. That was when words for me became alive, where it's like, how do you tell somebody's story? Someone that means something to you, not pass that information to someone else and say, hey, just print this. But you sitting down and actually writing your mother's story. And I actually spoke along with my other uh, sibling. I spoke and, you know, gave a poem or whatever for my mom. And um, that was, I can say, to answer your question, was writing my mother's obituary. That was when it came real to me. And I'm not trying to have anybody wow. on the, the show crying, <laughs> but 
I mean, I'm a very straight up person, which I told you from the beginning before we even started the show. I was like, you're going to get me. You know, you're going to yeah, get me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yep. As a that writer, was it for me. Uh, most writers are encouraged to um, write what they know, um, to write mm-hmm. about real life experiences. Um, do you right. find that um, what you write about, um, when you write about the real life experiences, does it impact your audience more so than writing something that you, you know, fictional? Um, what impacts your, your reading audience more? When I actually can explain and relate to it. I think that's the, the kick, the kicker for it all. Anybody can just, you know, read something and put some words together and, you know, do a little bit, of, you know, spelling check and stuff and you can put something together. But when I try to share an article for business or entrepreneurship or sharing something, you know, as far as, you know, health and wellness, you know, you know good informative tools that can help someone's life or their career, um, I'm coming from a place that I am at that moment. I'm on the same page as my reader. And I think that that's the connection that I have with the audience is that when they're reading, they're not looking at me as having it all together. They're actually reading and saying, she's just like me. And she's just sharing her journey right along with me, but through writing. So I think that that's the connection that I try to have and that I think impacts my, my listeners on the show or even through my writing, is that when they read everything line for line, I'm giving you a story that I can also say that I'm also I have a role in, <laughs> if you will. Now, I know that you write for many different um, outlets. Right. How did you um, How did you get your first piece published? Um, I'll take it back to community college. I say probably like late 97, 98. Um, a friend of mine, we put our money together and we started doing some work and stuff. And we always promised each other that no matter where we were in life, we were going to be big. But it's kind of switched a little bit because I never thought I was going to be in business. I always thought I was going to be a lawyer. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, on the other flip side, my other two friends, they were like, okay, we're going to be business. The other one was like, we're going, I'm going to be an MC. So everybody kind of switched through the years and everybody's in business or either has some setbacks and trying to kind of get back on the right foot like myself. And everybody was just, you know, we stayed geared to what we were doing. And from that point on was when um, I reached out to a couple of blogs. Um, shout out to the things Greg sees. He was the first platform that gave me an opportunity to share my writing stuff when I was just doing, you know, intern stuff. I was just doing intern online and um, I was back and forth in New York a little bit. I wasn't quite out of New York yet. And the things Greg Steve gave me my platform. Like that was kind of like, and then it, I transit, you know, transitioned into um, doing more publicist work with the stations and, you know, doing interview behind the scenes work with them. But I have to give credit to things Greg Steve because, I actually put my first blog on there. 
like my first blog and no one would no one had a no one was really on social media at that time. Everybody was just kinda like I think I think if I'm not mistaken, the MySpace era was still kinda like fading out or somewhere around there. It was no one it was no it was no Twitter, it was it was none of that. It was oh man, like we still was using and it's kinda funny. We were still using dial up, like AOL. <laughs> like, <laughs> like for real. Like we was you literally using AOL and AOL Messenger. Like for those I'm telling my age, but I mean let's take it back. Like the same age. Like let's take it back. We were doing AOL Messenger. We were messing each other article and links and stuff, like like, you know, when we were trying to do our little supposed interviews, we would have the actual video camera we got from Walmart on top of our computer <laughs> in our house, and we would adjust the light <laughs> so that we yes. could be able to do our video interviews, and we were doing it on AOL Messenger. This is like 98, 99. Yes. That yes. was how we did our blogs. <laughs> yeah. we. I mean, yeah, like, we was, it was, it was something else. <laughs> And that was like the first beginning time for me with doing the whole blog and radio thing. And then that's when, you know, um, Hotline Radio was born. <laughs> Hotline Radio came along and it was a wrap. It was, that was over. That was over. My mom used to just be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I use the phone. <laughs> you know? Yes. You know, so she's, every time somebody's calling, it's getting a busy signal, you know, because I'm yes. trying to do this radio thing, you know. <laughs> and um, a friend of mine, he was doing things on BronxNet. You know, he was doing, yeah. like, just networking. Yeah, like, you used to be able to have, like, rappers and people who want to be radio hosts or anybody could have gone on the Ron Alexander show for those who yeah. know what I'm talking about. If you're from New York, Ron Alexander gave a lot of us a platform. <laughs> yeah, he gave us a lot of, like, if we had parties, he'd be like, yeah, if you got the footage, I'll play it. Yeah, yeah, you know, let me know. He was really cool with putting a lot of people on. So, yeah. Yeah, Ron Alexander really put on a lot of artists, a lot of up-and-coming PR publicists from New York, like kids who just playing around with cameras. I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, during that time, I was doing videos. But that was, I have to give a shout-out to Things Great Teens because that was that era where he was like, yo, you need to do something with this, like real talk. You need to go ahead and do something. And then I just stayed behind the scenes for most of the radio life, but... Yeah, that was how it started. Like, yo, we was, woo, we 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 came up <laughs> like the Jeffersons. Yeah, for real. You flashed me back for real. Ninety eight, I went upstate to Syracuse. Um, well, I, yeah, yeah, I was still there. Syracuse, we used to come down to the city though on the weekends. I, yeah, I like we I were. Though. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm serious. Like we were like. I mean, we had a little video camera on top of the, the computer, like for real. Like if our moms would have picked up the phone, we lost connection. Like, we lost connection. <laughs> yep, you had to dial up and wait. <laughs> it was like, yo, we had a bad connection. You know, we, we don't want to say our moms answer right, the phone right. in the room. You know what I mean? So I was sometimes had to ask my mom, like, mom, I'm about to get on, trying to do this thing. You know, she said, well, I need the phone at nine o'clock. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, ma, you know, but. It, it, it made it made us you know who we are today you know but yeah, that's, yeah. it's a funny story oh, but it's really how I really started like you know and the whole video thing came along during that time too you know I, I you know I was in the video for like 40 Thieves and Camp Low 
Yeah, we, we that was like early ninety nine two thousand, and that's what I was like. Ah, I, I see how these guys. I, I felt I was more impressed behind the scenes what was going on. Then I said, I, said mm-hmm. I, know, I got the writing, and I was like, man, the writing is really, really how you connect with people. Like you really can like pick people's brains, and you can talk to people with the microphone, and you can kind of be like a news anchor or something. And I was like, man, forget this video looking cute. I was I want to get behind the scenes. Like I want to be. You know, I want to be important. You know, I wanted that. So I, I made a switch. Yeah. Like right after 2000, I switched quick. So so what way have you noticed that your your older writing um, has changed or your newer writing has changed from your older writing? My younger writing was more like fashion it was more about artists. It was more about actually up-and-coming artists, indie artists. I was to constantly write about that all the time, and I used to always go to their events. And I actually was working with HighFreshMag.com around 2002, 2003, maybe a little later. And I used to do a lot of their um, events. And I used to go out to, like, Soho, New York. And um, I still keep in touch with a few of the artists um, around that time and um, went to a lot of their up, you know, you know, up and coming award shows, and that's what I was doing. Now, because I'm learned so much from being behind the scenes, my writing now was about longevity in the business. It's about being an entrepreneur, you know, ownership, having financial knowledge and understanding, uh, really knowing what branding really about, really understanding the business, not just saying you understand, but showing and proving that you really know what you're talking about. Not just so much just talking about, you know, I got this song, I got this, and I got that, but really having some type of substance. So my articles is, is, is different. It's more mature. I think I touch upon this with every guest that I have on the show because they, they mention that in some some way how important it is not to just be an artist. You have to be well-rounded nowadays. Back in the day, it was all right to, to just be the songwriter yeah. or to be the artist. But now you have to know every aspect of this industry um, inside and out. You have to know the team that's behind you, what they're putting out for you. You know what I'm saying? You just can't sign on the dotted line and keep it moving. You've got to know what you're signing. You've got to know how to read the contracts. You know, you have to know what your finances are saying. You just can't, yeah. like I said, you just can't sign um, and expect everybody else to um push your brain for you. You got to know how to push your brain yourself um, in case that team walks out on you. So I think that is important. Um, um, and I know, I don't think I have, well, I have the links, but at the end of the show, I'm going to give you the opportunity to get all that information out so that, you know, right. those that are listening now and those that are going to come back and listen, you know, they have the opportunity to um, reach out to you, um, to read the articles, to listen to the articles, um, or listen to um, your show and just be informed um, on what you're talking about. And I do want to talk about yeah. um, the show, the show, um, Words of Advice. And exactly when, when you, the, the onset of the show, um, when you decided, you know, this is what I want to do, what was your mission for that show? I wanted the platform Words of Advice. First of all, the title was crazy because it wasn't the original title. Um, it was Business Talk. And when on I was when and it actually featured its debut on Hotline Radio and the station owner was like, What? Nah, it's not gonna work. And I was like, Man, I'm giving words of advice. And when I said that, that's when he was like, 
Well, that's what you need to say. If that's what you're giving, title it what that, what that is. Embody that. Uh, and I, I went back and forth for like a week. And I, he was like, I need a show title. <laughs> like, you're going to debut in like a week. And I was like, ah, just go ahead with words of advice. And he started laughing. Everybody was like, words of advice, okay. What does that mean? And pretty much he was just saying, you know, for all the entrepreneurs and business owners that's out there, I have some information that not only will help you, but it will connect you with your consumers. It will connect you with your audience, your targeted audience. It will give you confidence. It will help you through balancing your life and your business. It will give you substance and understanding, not just walking around like a clone following the trends, but really knowing who you are and your place in business. And I wanted the show to reflect all that. Just I wanted to embody everything, but I also wanted to tell on myself too. That's why I, I considered myself always sometimes within the show's, you know, ending, I always would say, hey, I'm, I'm putting myself out there. This show is not just for you guys, but it's also for me. All the research mm-hmm. and all the information that I give on the show, I'm taking it in for myself too. Like this is feeding my soul as well. Mhm. Yeah. So, when you came up with the concept, you know, for the show, did you think, uh, like so many other people do, um, there are so many um, shows out, there are so many podcasts out, there are, are yeah. so many on-air personalities out trying to do this. There may be so many other shows with this same type of um, idea or concept in mind. Did you have that in the back of your head, like, you know, I want to do this, but dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I had, I knew about it. I'll, I'll rephrase that. But one thing I, I wanted to make sure that I did not do out of, you know, under no circumstances, I did not want to follow the trend. I didn't want to mm-hmm. lose myself where I was just doing the copycat thing. You know, I didn't want to just an average or just about business. I just didn't want to just be a writer. I just didn't want to just do it in those in those ways, in that avenue. I wanted to make sure that when I came on air, when I spoke to someone, they knew the difference between me and another person and who was rising up. When I wrote something and a person can read it, I want to make sure that my writing style has a signature. When I'm on air, it's a signature. You know that the way I deliver something, and that's something that I'm every day still working on. And that's how I pretty much do the show. I let everybody know, like, today's topic is going to be marketing because I'm actually going through a marketing situation. <laughs> so I would pretty much let my experiences be a part of the show's topic. You know, if I'm dealing right. with, you know, with personal conflict at the moment, trying to budget my business and my brand, that would be the topic, meaning I'm actually showing you that I'm going through this right along with you, and here's some of the tips that we both can benefit from that I'm learning through the process. So that's pretty much how I do my show topics, how I pretty much put the show together and what the show platform is really about. So when I look at everybody else, I really don't try to stress it as much because I know what I'm bringing to the table, and I try my best to focus on just that. Have you suffered uh, any skepticism or resistance from others 
in the industry because you're not following trends, because you're not the copycat type, because you are trying to set a different standard with your show? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had people that wanted me to have a certain type of image. Um, I had people that I worked with previously, without saying names, that wanted me to connect with my show you know, in other avenues, you know, that I'm like, no, that's not where I'm going. Well, if you go this way, you know, it'll benefit you this way and that way. But I knew I was losing myself. You know, I was mm-hmm. losing myself, and that was not how I want to be publicized. That's not the direction that I want my brand to go. Um, I've had people doubt me, you know, and you probably look at me as just a pretty face, you know, or just saying, you know, I'm not marketable because I'm not doing this or I need, oh, I need to do that. Or they try to change me or they don't see my vision and it hurts. It really hurts. And all you want is to be understood, but I take everything with a grain of salt and I'm very demanding. I'm very headstrong and I got a mouth on me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I, it, it's what so far you're going to go with me with telling me what to do. You know, it's like, I can take some of it, when I know deep down, I have to be honest with myself, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, you're right. But then when I really feel that you're saying this, and it sounds like, well, I'm taking it as you're breaking me down, you're really not being supportive, like you, you're, you're coming across as a hindrance, then I have to be very mindful what the intentions of people are around me. You have to be very careful with that, and I've had it. I've had it, but I think that, it's a blessing and it's a curse. So I mm-hmm. don't look at it as sometimes I get mad at it. So let me be real, but I don't take it as if I've been defeated by it. I just take it as this is another obstacle that I have to cross. That's going to teach me more about me and teach right. me what my weaknesses are and what my strengths are. And every time I come across a situation that makes me cry, that disappoints me, that frustrates me, is only teaching me who I am going to become. It's taking me to my next level in ways, and I I don't want to get preachy, but I'm 40. (laughs) So I've had some experiences, like I said, in, in in the bio that you read about me, I dealt a lot with the whole depression. I dealt a whole lot with insecurities and trusting people and trusting myself and, 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 and believing in myself. And in this industry, and not to take away from the question, you have to be mindful who you tell your dreams to. Mm, you have to girl. be very, very mindful. And I'm telling anybody out there listening to me, be very careful who you tell your dreams to. Be very careful who you allow into your mind. Be very careful who you network in this industry. Because everybody mm-hmm. is not trying to help you progress but they are trying to allow you to lose speed, lose speed. So I have to learn that, you know, it's, it's life, but it will make you better so that where you're going, you can look back on everything you've been through, whether it's business or whatever. And you'll say, now I see why I met these people in life. (laughs) I see why I went through all this. This was teaching me about me. 
you know, we're mad at the, the villains, but the villains are really in our lives to teach us about ourselves. Like, okay, oh, so that's my roommate. Okay, if this person comes along and makes you feel insecure about areas, it's really their job that I think the universe does to bring people into our lives to say, you know what, you're teaching me me. Because the next two, three years where I'm at right now, I'm not going to be there anymore because I, I graduated. I matured. And I think in business, that's, that's the catch. So, I mean, whatever situations that I've gone through, it, I, I, I'm grateful for it. I don't like it all the time. I don't. But I'm going to just keep on pushing. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to keep on pushing. That's all you can do. Yeah. Hey, yo, what's good? It's your boy, Jerusalem, from the Scarfella Music Group. And you on the air with the hottest station, Andy Fire. Andy Fire. With your host, Fire. Lil Timmy and Nakia. Right here, right on the here. station, right here. Right all the hottest right hip-hop hits, Andy Fire. Let's get it. Fire. Let's get it. You're just tuning in. You're live right here on Indie Fire with Nakia and my special, special guest, um, writer, radio host and motivational speaker, Rosalind L. Well, she said, just call her Roz. Call her Roz. Mm-hmm, you know what? I definitely. saw your picture and I thought I knew you. I was like, I know her. I know her. Then I thought, <laughs> nah. I probably don't know her. I'm going to figure out, though. I'm going to figure out where I know you from, though, because I know you. Yeah, I you, you I might. Know. Like I said, you just might. Like I said, you know, um, I'm a Bronx native, so you might cross paths with a six straight. Yeah. You know, probably did, you know. <laughs> you know, we probably crossed paths or whatever. Back in the 90s, I'm sure of that, I'm sure. <laughs> right, you know, the 90s was, was was that was that decade, you know. Yes, yes. Um as a as a female in yeah. the industry. Um and as as a radio host. Um doing your own thing, but independently, how hard is it? Um, to, 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 oh, God, you hard. Know where I'm, yeah, yeah, you know where I'm going with this. How hard is it to, um, I guess, try to live up to whatever standards it is that people are, are, or are trying to, the, whatever the figment in their imagination happens to be. I want to use this for an example, and you can answer the question. Um, Star Brim, you know who Star Brim is, right? Mm-hmm, I do. All right, so Star just got out of um, prison a couple of months ago. Um, right. She's been doing she phenomenal. She got out. You know, she's been doing phenomenal. Well, a couple of days ago, I want to say it was Monday, her podcast dropped. <clears throat> it's number one in the country. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, everyone is just like, you know, well, it's probably because of who she's attached to and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I listen to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying? I watched it or whatever. But, um, and, and I think there's so many people that have been, that have laid the groundwork for their brand and they've been working. I ain't talking about me now. They've been working for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and they just can't seem to get anywhere. Like they can't get anywhere. Um, people don't realize all that goes on behind the scenes and what it takes um, on a, I won't even say a weekly basis, because some people air nightly. Um, some people mm-hmm. air, you know, um, 
bi-weekly, you know what I'm saying? Some people, whatever, you know, however they're airing, but it's something that, and then you never stop doing this. Like, I do this in my sleep. You know what I'm saying? I do this when I do sleep. I do this in my sleep. So... Um, not only as just as a someone on air, on air personality, um, but as a female, you know, we talked about the skepticism, you know, and the resistance that you may get from your show in general, but just talk about behind the scenes, how hard it has been for you to elevate um, um in this industry. It's very, it's very hard because it's not just, you know, we, we you would think that it's female against female, and that's not true. Right. Females, females and females actually rock with each other. Like we're all good. Right. Like real talk, we're really good. Um, but the problem what happens between other females at times is lack of communication and understanding. And I think a lot of times we don't respect each other's platform and where where we are placed in each other's lives. You know, the value. And it's it just all about valuing, you, you know, your person, you know, your friends, your girlfriends, people in business as females. Um, this industry is really funny because now it's all about being attractive. You know, they want to market you based on looks. You know, you got the body shaming going, which I got a movement I'm really about to start that's really going to change the game with body shaming. You know, I'm, I'm seeing too much females, and I have a 15-year-old mm-hmm. daughter where they, you know, are influencing her. And I try to nip it in the butt where she, I'm I'm on her social media account where I'm just not with this whole, you know, female thinking that it's all about the outside and, and, right, and right. focus more on the inside is my thing. So I feel like females just are not, we're not, there's no problem with females. I think the reason, like I said before, valuing each other, having the right resources, you know, getting over a lot of hurt and disappointment because a lot of people have been shady to each other. I mean, we all have issues from old girlfriends, old business partners. Is what it is. It's life, and it's not really much a male thing or female thing. It's a person thing. You know, it's about us being human beings, just respecting each other for what we bring to the table, and knowing that you give me what you want in return. And but you have to set yourself up and be accountable for the respect that you want at the end of the day. And a lot of times we don't want that. You just expect for a person just to put us on the map and to promote us and to share our work and do this, you know, put in the work. But just because I'm a female or because I have hits or because I'm pretty, but you have no talent. You know what I'm saying? You have to make yourself marketable beyond just the outer exterior. You got to be some substance, got to be something more that you bring to the table. And I think, like I said, accountability with us as women can actually make relationships behind the scenes way better. And even mm. with dealing with men in the industry as well, when they see that there's low self-esteem in a woman, in a woman, when they see this friction, then you got no good guys, not all men, that will come in the industry and that would, that would play on that and take advantage. And I'm keeping True. it real. If a woman True. is not level-headed to market herself and mean business, know her business, know her work, she will easily be manipulated by a guy who's Easy. just trying to get between her legs or just pretty much just trying to get money out of, you know, just to use her as a puppet. And then you move on to the next one. So, um, and then there's some good dudes that really, really want to teach and guide and really want to be a part of a positive movement. But because we've been so messed up, we don't necessarily <laughs> know how to be open and, re- and, re- and receptive to that. 
you know, we don't, right. we can't, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot. I can go on and on and on and on. The, the bottom line is we have to know how to value ourselves to be taken seriously more in this industry. Um, and behind the scenes is really, really where things can get, you know, just out of control. If you allow it. If you allow it, that's why I always say do your research, value yourself, and get around mentorships and people that can help you and guide you. And don't be a know-it-all. You know, definitely don't be a know-it-all. And and like I said, study your craft, learn your craft, go to workshops, go to programs, get knowledge, get information so that you can better yourself so that you won't have to be looked at as just some chick that just want to get on or some chick that writes. Or some female. Now you want to be looked at as a queen, a woman of essence, a woman of you know standards and character. You want to be taken, you know, you want to be taken seriously. But you have to give someone something to respect. There you so go. if you don't, then behind the scenes is going to be it's going to be iffy for you. Now I can't speak for everybody in the game, but your character will carry you a long way. Your image will carry you a long way. So it's it's, it's based on, yeah, it's based on how you trust people and, and how you really value yourself that will help you behind the scenes, really. Yeah, and as I mentioned on the last show, it is important that you guys, when these um, guests are giving you these, these tidbits, uh, these nuggets of information, that you grasp onto them. Don't let them, you know, mm-hmm. drift by you. Um, soak in everything that you can get because you're getting this for free, all right? A lot of us had to go through this the hard way and learn the hard way, but you're getting all of this knowledge for free. So make sure that you're soaking all of this in and applying it, not only to, um, if it's your your music career, you know, if you're a writer, you know, to, to that creative aspect of your life, but it needs to be applied to every aspect of your life. You do have a caller on. I want to open up the line so that if they, uh, got a question for you, they want to give some love to you, um, I'm going to go ahead sure. and open up the line to them. You're live Hello. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This is Tiffany calling from the Bronx. I know Ross from the Bronx. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, how are you, Tiff? How are you? I am great, babe. We went to high school together. Um, I learned a lot about Rosalind and her whole character throughout the years, and I'm watching her and see her, seeing her grow. Um, you know, I'm out here in New York doing my thing, so I just called to really big her up. I'm proud of her and everything that she's doing. Um, she was out here in New York. I'm mad that I missed her. You know, I work for the government now. So I feel like when she comes back, we need to collaborate. I'm, I have a whole lot of initiatives in place. Where yeah, we, we talked really about collaborate. it. Right. So we could definitely do that. But I'm definitely proud of you and everything that you're doing and all of your accomplishments. That's um, like, up. we go way back. Thank you so much. I'm not even expecting to even um, call, you know, I know she's busy, but. Wow, I appreciate the love, especially from the Bronx girl. Thank you so much for reaching out. That's the sub tip. Yeah, I'll go way back, like eighth, ninth grade. <laughs> like, okay. we got history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she said Tiffany, I was like, oh, my gosh. 
episodes. Wow. Wow. About them I appreciate that. You know about AOL. <laughs> I'm all oh, about yeah. women. Oh, yeah, she know about LA. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm all about women empowerment, you know, coming from a background myself, you know, me and Roz, you know, we did a lot of stuff, but me being a credible messenger here in New York, getting myself into a little bit of trouble, but climbing out of that and, you know, going from nonprofit, growing getting an associate, a bachelor's, a master's, and then going into the government, not many women can do that. Not many women can do it, and not many women have done it. So I'm I'm definitely absolutely showing my love and support, and whenever she comes through, we're going to collaborate because I have a lot of initiatives going on here in New York. It's a blessing. I appreciate you for showing me love and like and bless you in all your endeavors and everything. And shout out to everybody, you know, in the VX. Awesome. Love you, girl. Keep doing what you do. I love it. Much love, Tiff. Thank you so much for calling in, Tiffany. And best of luck to you and all that you have going on. I'm going to have to collaborate with you when I come back home. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to love what's being done out here. There's no more second chances. We don't call it second chances in New York no more. We call it opportunities. That's no, that's right. All right, you guys stay safe. Peace and love and much success to you, Raj. Thanks, love. Peace. All right, later. It's always good to have... um, people on your team that I'm, rock yeah, that I'm heart. just really surprised. I, I appreciate the shout. I haven't like I said, every time I when I do come up, no, I don't always get a chance. It's like a hit and miss with us. And um like I said, we have history. We have history. We've been friends for a very, very long time. There's a whole crew of us. Everybody just did, you know, life. You know, we did different things but we made time and it's good to hear our voice. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, yeah, it's I know good you to hear your voice, especially yeah. when you know it's love, you know? Yeah, for real, for real, for real. You mentioned earlier about um, being able to help in your community. Right. Um, what do you do? What platforms um, are you, and I know you mentioned um, the uh, body shaming, um, but any other platforms mm-hmm. that you're standing on um, that you're putting out, that you're supporting in the community? Yes, right now um, I just started doing some contributing writing right now with civilianzmag.com. Um, it actually was something that they reached out to me in regards about, you know, me helping people that have been through depression, and they have a, a phenomenal um, writing team, and a lot of the articles and stuff that they're putting out, I wanted to really take it and bring it into my neck of the woods. And also, there's some publicists out here in South Carolina trying to come together. And it's so crazy you asked me this question because I just was sharing with my boyfriend, um, Ty, about, you know, I'm trying to do something more in Charleston, South Carolina. And, you know, um, so as far as, like, workshops is in the is in the works. Um, I'm actually trying to launch my own book. Um, I'm actually trying to do more of that. And, like I said, with the Civilians Mag, we're definitely working with this. I'm pushing this body shaming movement. Um, I'm going to start probably with the next coming coming weeks. 
all my Instagram posts are going to be hashtag stop body shaming. You know, it's going to really be um, something that I'm going to really push because it's not just affecting the babies, but it's affecting adults, you know. And we yeah. might see it as, oh, it's just jokes, you know. I mean, come on. Back in the days, we used to be like, your mama's so fat, this and that. We're living in a different time right now right. where, right. you know, surgery is really being pushed that we need to enhance our, our features. We need to do this for our bodies, and we got to do this. And we have the Instagram models who are just all tight and looking cute, but they're enhanced as well, most of them. Most of them are right. also enhanced. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at them back in the day, they don't look like that now. A lot of them are enhanced. A lot of them are got money to get tucks and all kinds of things that a girl like me from around the way don't have. You know, we don't right, have right. money to get, you know, get, you know, lipo and, Get butt shots and all kinds of things. And we got our young girls at 14 and 15 talking about they want to get a filler and they want this in their cheeks and they want to do this and do that. I'm like, you see, your body's not even developed yet. What do you mean exactly. you want to enhance and fix something? Like, are you serious? The body you got now is 15. You're not going to have that 15 years from now. You know, <laughs> you're talking about you want to fix what you got now. You're a kid. You, you, your body's a baby. You know, so um, it's a movement that I really am going to enforce and really put out. Um, we got to stop making people think that, you know, you got to have this perfect body. If you don't have a big booty, you know, or you're not a certain color, you know, you're not considered beautiful. You know, if you're not from a particular race, you're not beautiful. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm really focusing on the generation now that has real, real, real low self-esteem. And not just females. I'm talking about these young boys that really feel like, you know, they're fat or they're, you know, too skinny, you know, or, you know, they're, they're, they don't have a lot of men around them to really um, help them with their development. So it's, just, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's a, it's a big hole of stuff that I'm really trying to do right here in Charleston, South Carolina. I got stuff in workshops, the writing better material in regards to a business entrepreneur's a lot of the workshops are going to be coming within the next year or two. It's going to be geared to really changing the mindset um, of people for 2020. Research the body positive movement. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have a model that you can use. Um, they will send you um, workshop materials. Um, they will allow you to come to a training in the summer. They will allow students to come to, they do middle school, high school, and college-age students, um, but they will allow them to fly out to wherever they're doing the training um, during the summer. Um, they come to the training during the summer. They take back all this information um, to their school so that they can start a body-positive movement at their school. And not only is this important at the age that you're talking about, 13, 14, 15, but kids carry this on to college as well. Now, I have a college mm-hmm. freshman who's a daughter my only daughter, but um, just pulling up on last week, moving her in, um, and to see how the young girls dressed that morning versus how they dressed that afternoon when their parents had dropped them off was, I mean, like, I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Me but, too. Yeah, you know, I know. Yeah, the college between, life. You know what I'm saying? The difference. Yeah. 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 Difference between. Yeah. When you, yeah, day. you, you change outfits. Like a lot of parents don't realize that when you pull off. College life is different. Like, you don't want to watch your child after you eat. You would probably be like, ah, pack your stuff, 
you're going back home, you're going to community college, yeah. you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like it's a different yeah. world. You act one way there, and then when you touch back down with your people, you're like, I got to adjust. I got to get back to what they remember. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, you, you, you're talking right. College life is totally different. I'm I'm proud to say I didn't raise that type of um young lady. Uh any of her friends they used to they used to trip me out. They'd be like, you know, nah, your daughter, the way you see her now, that's how she be when you're not around. And and I'm glad that I was able to instill in her mm-hmm. um, how she needed to act at all times. You know what I'm saying? Um and, and that we have that type of relationship. You know, she knows if, if this is how you wanna dress then let me know. You know what I'm saying? And don't wait till I'm gone to be changing the clothes. Like she's like, Mom, I don't understand why they was here one day and they already washing clothes. Well, if you change clothes three times in one day, well, that's why. But research the body positive movement. Like I said, they will send you materials, um, workshop materials if you need assistance and you know helping to bring that that um, the body positive movement to you know uh, where you are. And people will come in and assist you on, you know, training you on how to, not that I'm saying you don't, you know, can't do your own research, but they will assist you with the proper materials so that you're able to get it out um, to the mm-hmm. community. And, and, that's, um, and that's the focus of where I try to do, and not to cut you off, that's the focus that I'm trying to do here. Also, you know, I'm, I'm launching a media company, which is Consort Media. And what I'm really trying to do is have a whole platform that can help in those same dynamics. Um, it's, a, it's a slow walk. It's a slow approach because I want to make sure that I dot all my I's and cross all my T's. And what you're saying is a great thing to share. And um, it is. You know, body shaming and even the movement that you suggested as well is the one thing that consort media that I have a platform doing is definitely something that people really need to focus and pay attention on. And I hope we'll get into more into that in a little bit. Uh, the workshops is going to be phenomenal. Um, giving back to the community is another aspect. Um, as far as the writing, you already know that the radio shows, the connections, the platform for business owners to be able to share and to talk and to really interact with others that are just like them, vendors and people who want to sell merchandise. The platform that I want to have and, 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 and working, you know, 24-7 to really promote is going to be just that and more. You know, um, I want to go beyond just writing. I really want to really touch the hearts and the souls of the community and people that really want a word and information that's going to help them with businesses. And they need to know where to go. And nobody wants all these, you know, video links to do this and video links to do that and subscribe to this. And people want answers and they want them now. People don't want a quick Mm -hmm. fix. People want something that's actually going to be a, a, a true antidote to their situation. And I believe that my writing and, you know, consort media can deliver that. So it's something everybody really needs to uh, look forward to within the next year. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. Let me know if you need any assistance with, um, because the body um, shaming, we we like to call Mm -hmm. it, you know, be positive movement, but that's one of the platforms that stand on here. So um, let me know if you need any assistance, you know, in that route there. Um, we're down to yeah, the end of the show. Yeah, anybody can feel free. Yeah, yeah. Yep, anybody can reach out to me for this more information. Yep, this is now the time where you go ahead and get that contact information out so that <laughs> anybody who's listening 
Um, they can, you know, and they're interested in any aspect of what you're doing or what you have um, in store for the future and any um, area of what you're trying to do, um, whether it be your writing, um, whether it be the shows, whether it be um, your movement, the platform, um, the community outreach, whatever the need may be. Um, the floor is now yours to go ahead and get all of your contact information out to our listening audience. Oh, uh, thank you once again for your platform for giving me the opportunity to share uh, my thoughts and my backstory and where I am in, in media and you know what's going on with me right now. If anybody wants to connect with me, feel free to send me an email at rlpromotions225 at gmail.com. That's rlpromotions225 at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Ms. Rosalind PR. And I'm also on Instagram at Ms. Rosalind Official. Also, you can shout out to my partner in Consort Media, uh, Mr. Ty Smalls, um, at Harlem Bread 71 at Yahoo as well for you know more information about how we can collab and work with you business-wise. My articles are available at 1212mag.com. I'm also at blackpepper.com. Uh, I'm actually also at bronzemagonline.com. I'm working with Civilian Mag. I'm working with just different writers right now. Shout out to BlackStardomMag.com. Uh, I just did an article and, and some work with them and a lot of blogging and we'll be doing with them as well. Just shout out to different platforms, uh, man, different publicists. Shout out to Miss Crystal Jordan from Fox News Atlanta. Just shout out to everybody who's really been supporting, sharing my tweets, my posts on Instagram, and just really supporting family and friends. Everyone that's tuning in, and like I said, there's workshops in the, in the, in the, in the making for 2020. Um, like I said, I guess got new articles out. Shout out to Miss Tina Fobbs and I love your husband, uh, Mr. Tracy Fobbs, you know, from Kingship, you know, um, company, and just everyone there is doing phenomenal. We just put out an article about them a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, phenomenal group of people, great platform. I just think everyone, and, and most importantly, you know, like I said, you know, for more information on tuning in to me on, you know, publicism and work, things like that, you can listen to the radio show um, every Saturday, you know, right on your favorite network for those who are listening, you know, on Saturdays and Fridays. Fridays I'm on uh, WPIR from 8 to 9 p.m. And um, on Saturdays I'm on the John Dew Radio Network from 7 to 8. So I got tongue twisted, but it's just so much information I want to put out. But like I said, follow me on Instagram and you'll see everything you need to know about me and shout out of course to my lovely partner and the love of my life Ty I love you very much and thank you for being with me through all this so, and thank you for having me oh she's so mushy I had to shout I had to give him his, his time he had to be the, the very last <laughs> of course, of course. yeah he had, to, he had to get his shine because he's he's we 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 got something special, and he deserves um, the utmost respect and credit because in this industry, it will break your relationship down if, if you let it. Good. And I, I, I thank God for <laughs> I thank God for him for just riding with me and being just being the great man that he is. So yeah, I go through a man like I change pennies. So yeah, I know. No, no. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm glad we had the opportunity to talk before the show. Um, so I do see um, 
big things in the future uh, for both of us. Yes, definitely. You got my information, and like I said, we'll talk after the show. Most definitely. Um, make sure that you tune in on Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, motivational speaker and author. Um, Caso Moore will be here. And no show next Thursday. Um, baby boy is turning 14, so we got a birthday party to um, <clears throat> plan. So plan, plan. <laughs> and then the following, we start September. September starts, and we'll um, announce September schedule uh, on next Tuesday. As always, if you can't make every show, please don't miss every show. Leaving you with the quote for the evening. Some people have lives. Some people have music. That's Don Green. Until next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, have a good night.